Hey guys, this is Din. And this is Rish. And welcome to Z-Talk, the Zelda Dungeon Podcast. Guess what, guys? They can't say what. <laughs> you can say what. Okay, what? Uh, our Facebook and our Twitter are up, running, and some of you look like you have found it already. We have 28 followers on Twitter, and we have 31 likes on Facebook. So is there 59 of you, or did you double it up? Because... If there's only 59 of you listening, you guys should let us know what you want, and we'll cater the podcast to you, 59. Or do lots of you just not have Facebook and Twitter? That's another possibility. I guess. Or or they, because of the little fiasco with iTunes last time... We're sorry for the technical difficulties last month, guys. It's sorted out now, I promise. We had some... Might have seen some changes around the site with the server switch. We don't have a show box anymore, that sort of thing. So... The staff are working hard on it. They got our stuff sorted out. So we will uh, hopefully get everything else on the site sorted out as soon as possible. The staff's working hard on it. Anyways, so yeah, that's it for announcements for right now. Uh, remember, you can look us up on Facebook at Z-Talk, the Zelda Dungeon podcast. Or on, our page. Sorry. Or on Twitter at Z underscore talk. They wouldn't let us use a dash. Because they're dumb. Um, and the other big announcement for this time, guys, is the Halloween and Christmas podcast are coming up. Um, if you are wanting to be part of those, we do kind of pre, pre-do them. So if you want to do a Christmas or a uh, Halloween podcast segment, you need to get in touch with Din on either Skype or Facebook. And um, you need to kind of pick your topic so that we don't have double topics on one podcast. Sign up now, now. She's already doing the Halloween voice. No, it's more of like an uh, epic, echoey kind of thing going. I see. So if you want to be part of those, get in hold, get in touch with me, or get a hold of me, whatever. I kind of put those two together. And um, right now, we'll move on to this month's podcast. Yeah, so let's get going. Alright guys, uh, first up, normally we'd have a community tip, but considering I'm kind of running out of community tips to do, we're going to try something a little different. Uh, we are letting a guy do some quickie reminders for us. It's a guy you've heard of, he's been on a few times, likes to be on the mailbag and such, um, and he's done a couple segments, it's Hero Shade 10. Hey all you Z-Talk and Zelda Dungeon listeners, this is Hero Shade 10, and I'm starting a new thing that is going to be called Quickie Reminders. And Quickie, mi- quickie Reminders will just be news in 30 seconds about Z-Talk, Zelda, and Zelda Dungeon. Um, this month I just wanted to say, Happy 12th birthday, Zelda Dungeon. I hope we live on for another at least 12 years. Um, and thank you, Mossies, for starting Zelda Dungeon, and thank you, Din and Rish, for doing Z-Talk. This is Hero Shade 10, and as always, I will catch you later. Thank you, Hero Shade, for your quickie reminder. And next month, guys, watch for Hero again with another quickie reminder. So, remember when I said we weren't allowed to have advertising on the podcast? Yes. Well... I think we need to discuss what's advertising and what isn't. Because are infomercials really advertising? Is he selling something? 
No. Then it's not advertising. Okay, well, Red. Then it's informational. Random person is here with a infomercial for you. Informational. <laughs> He's going to give you some info on how to do something. And it's something all of you probably need. I need it. For Go sure. now. Go now. Go now. Sup, peeps? Random person here. <laughs> I honestly don't know what you're listening to. Because I'm not sure the topic I'm going to talk about is something randomly about Zelda that I just thought up, or if it's a community segment. So, this could be random in person, or this could be the RCS. Who knows? But I have some questions for you, my listener. Feeling alone? No one to have one side, side cup, cup. One-sided conversations with? Are you the only person in your group of friends who appreciates the beauty of the Zelda series and you want to share this magnificent experience with your fellow friends, but you suck at convincing them to play these games? Well, you too can have Zelda companions if you just follow these three easy steps. What? I can have Zelda companions if I follow these three easy steps? That's exactly what I said, Zachary. Don't repeat it. It's annoying. My name's not Zachary. Shut up, Zachary. Warning, this will only work with friends who show some interest in playing Zelda. Do not try this with friends who don't show interest in playing Zelda, because it probably won't work. If you do this anyway and it doesn't work, please don't blame me. If you blame me, I will get mad. Well, I'll get mad for at least about five seconds until I forget why I was mad. Thank you. Number one. The first step in making your friend into your Zelda friend is you have to determine what type of gamer they are. Now, there are many gamers out there in the world, but for the sake of this show, we're going to be sticking to three main categories. Three... It's a magic number. Yes, it is. Cause random person uses it a lot. We don't know why he likes that number so much. But he does. Cause he's a random person. The first type of gamer I'm gonna be talking about is what I call a Nintendo gamer. Now this does not necessarily mean that they only play Nintendo games, but what what I view a Nintendo gamer as is there are two concepts that they look at when they look at ga- video games. A, they look at the entertainment value of the video game, which is what most people look at when it comes to video games. And two, they look at the artistic value. Not saying the game has to be artsy, but they look at the different story, the music, the atmosphere, the overall different artistic values that the game brings. And they hold them both at a very high relevance when grading the game on how good it is. Sometimes they even hold the artistic value of the game higher than the entertainment value. The next type of gamer is the PlayStation gamer. Now again, it doesn't necessarily mean they only play PlayStation games. This type of gamer is like the Nintendo gamer in that they understand that there's an artistic value in video gaming, but they don't hold it as high as the entertainment value. The entertainment is generally what they're looking for when it comes to video games. And then the third category. Can you guess which one I'm about to say? The Xbox Gamer. Now don't get me wrong, the Xbox Gamer, there's nothing wrong if you're an Xbox Gamer. The whole thing is that we Nintendo Gamers, yes I'm a Nintendo Gamer, we're so opposite of Xbox gamers that we tend not to get along. But you know, as long as we respect each other, we can live in the same world, right? 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 
If not, we'll kick your butts. And what the Xbox Gamer is, is they hold the entertainment of a game at the all-time high. And they're comparing the entertainment of the game to a real-life experience. So that's what you want to do. Determine what type of gamer your friend is. Nintendo Gamer, PlayStation Gamer, or an Xbox Gamer. Number two. This is probably the most important step in this method. Once you determine what type of gamer your friend is, you have to introduce them to the Zelda series. First impressions are very important, so you cannot just bring any game in and say, play this Zelda game, it's fun. That will probably not work. You have to get the right startup game based on what type of gamer they are. Now, Nintendo gamers, what are they looking for? They are looking for, of course, a game that will be fun. If you didn't have fun playing Zelda games, you probably shouldn't be playing them. They're looking for a game that will be artistically pleasing. They are looking for a game that will demonstrate well in all areas of gaming. Now, what game best does this? Your Nintendo gamer friend, if they're a Nintendo gamer, probably has the potential to be a Zelda fan. Not just a person who plays Zelda games, but a Zelda fan. You will want to introduce them to Ocarina of Time. And the reason this is, Ocarina of Time is very well done artistically speaking in literature, music, and atmosphere. Everything about it artistically is done well. Your Zelda gamer should be able to appreciate this and because they have the potential to be a Zelda fan, Ocarina of Time best demonstrates the overall atmosphere that Zelda games try to present. This is the game you want them to see first. What are PlayStation gamers looking for? PlayStation games want a game that's generally fun, but sometimes what they view as fun isn't the same as what people in the Zelda series view as fun. Zelda games can get a bit hard for them because while they can handle, while PlayStation gamers can handle difficulty, they tend to get upset when the difficulty comes in forms of puzzles because now they're just sitting there doing nothing and the action has stopped and sometimes it gets stuck and it can be a really turned down feeling when they get stuck too hard with puzzle difficulty. Zelda games also have a knack for straying people away because of their weird atmosphere with their bright colors and weird characters and whatnot. Now what Zelda game can you introduce to a PlayStation person that won't make them stray away because of how different it is from most games? Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess has what I feel to be the best balance between Zelda and non-Zelda components in that while your friend will be playing in a familiar atmosphere and having fun just like other games, they will feel that there's something special and unique about this game. Those are the Zelda concepts and they'll want to come back and they won't feel too overpowered by the puzzles because Twilight Princess is considered the easiest game in the Zelda series. Its story is told more cinematically just like other video games and it just feels like the best in-between structure between Zelda and non-Zelda games. That's the game you want to give a PlayStation gamer. Now, if your friend is an Xbox gamer, I am so sorry if, if we had only gotten to them sooner, but they're doomed. There is no Zelda game that is appealing to the Xbox gamer. That doesn't necessarily mean that your Xbox gamer friend won't enjoy the Zelda series. But there's nothing I can recommend. It doesn't really simulate a realistic environment. It's all fantasy and whatnot. You really can't take a Zelda game and say an Xbox person will like this. So if your friend is an Xbox gamer, 
it's probably best to just stop at step one. But, you know, you can give it a shot. Who knows? It might work out. Number three. Step three is the follow-up game. And the follow-up game can be important because they can just feel that maybe they only had one good experience when the other games aren't as good. So, Nintendo gamers, what are they looking for in their follow-up game? Well, this is a series game. They're going to want some continuity. They're going to want to see the same artistic ability. And they're going to want to see that the game is improving in the areas because they're looking at it like an art. What game best does this after playing Ocarina of Time? Majora's Mask. Nah, I bet you that was going to say Twilight Princess. Majora's Mask best does this in that it takes the concepts of Ocarina of Time and then it steps them up and improves them. Majora's Mask is the continuing adventure of our hero time. It's got some of the best continuity we've had in the series, which is pretty sad when you think about it. Now your PlayStation gamer. PlayStation gamers are not looking for the continuity that Nintendo gamers are looking for. In fact, you can make the next game in the series completely different, and as long as it's still really fun, they will still have a good time. But it still has to be rather in the non-Zelda area, because it can, if it's too strange, it'll still seem not that, not that compelling to them. What game can you take that is somewhat different to the Zelda series, but still shows them that they can have a really good time. Skyward Sword. Now I know I'm not the biggest fan of Skyward Sword, but listening to this, Twilight Princess, as I said, had the best balance of Zelda and non-Zelda components. Where I feel is Skyward Sword had too much non-Zelda components. However, PlayStation gamers are not caring about that right now. They will see Link, they will see Zelda, they will see Hyrule, they will see the Master Sword, they will see some form of exploration adventure type. They will still think this is a fine Zelda game, knowing that it's a part of the same series. And they've just played Twilight Princess, which demonstrated a cinematically awesome adventure game. Now they're playing Skyward Sword, which shows a different experience, but still really fun? This series will look amazing to them for having such a diverse experience and still being really compelling and really fun. Those two games should get any PlayStation gamer hooked up into the Zelda series. So those are the three steps in trying to get your friend to become your Zelda friend. Determine what game they are, get the good startup game, and if that doesn't sink it in, the follow-up game should do the trick. But I'm just a random person. I do not know everything in the world, and if you don't think this method will work, there is no law that says you have to try it. You'll just be alone by yourself, trying to talk to people about Zelda game who don't want to listen. Except for me, of course, because I'm always on Zelda Dungeon, you can talk to me about that stuff. And remember guys, if you want me to talk about anything about on the random in person or on the RCS, you can talk to me on Zelda Dungeon about it, uh, email me at randomperson2119 at yahoo.com, or you can Twitter me, A underscore random person, or you can find me on YouTube, randomperson2119, or you can find me on Facebook, randomperson2119, or is it just random person? I think it's just random person on Facebook. But anyway, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, links are in my signature you can ask me but all that jazz but um uh, that's about it well that was random and i'm out and that boys and girls is a simple step-by-step -step program to make anyone your zelda friend it's like zelda anonymous
five step process. Wasn't it a three? His it was a three step process. Oh, well, I, I just said step by step. Oh. So there you go. Um, anyways, uh, there should be a disclaimer that it may not work on babies and or really really old people. He put a disclaimer at the beginning that it might not work on anybody, and you weren't allowed to be mad at him if it didn't work. Specifically, babies <laughs> or really really old people. Just okay. because they may not know what Zelda is. Okay, we're going to move on to the next segment. But, but no, no, not yet, no. Hey guys, and welcome to the mailbag. We've got a couple voice questions for you and a couple text questions. So let's get right to them, Din. The first one is from your friend, Colonel. Hey, Din and Rish. Colonel Majora here. I've been watching a lot of speedrun videos for Zelda games lately. They're neat things. Seeing my favorite Zeldas played so well with glitches and clever little movement tricks is strangely intriguing. Have you ever watched any Zelda speedruns? If so, what did you think of them? I have watched a Zelda speedrun, and you know what? I'm not a big fan of speedrunning. No? No, because using glitches and, like, breaks in the game, to me, you're not playing the game as it's intended. I will never forget, I watched a Ocarina of Time speedrun, and I was amazed at the thing that things that they could do to my game. My game, I call it, because I love it so much. Your game? Um, I... I am intrigued by them, but I don't actively seek them out. Um, yeah, I guess that's probably my answer. <laughs> yeah. Next one from Hero Shade 10. Hey, Dinrush, this is Hero Shade 10, and my question is what is your favorite um, side quest item? Um, my favorite side quest item. Um. I'm not sure. Do you have one off the top of your head, Rish? <laughs> That's actually a really tough one. Um, you know what? What What about the, uh, uh, what's it called? I Majora's be... Mask, the couple's mask. Or... The couple's mask? Yeah. Aw, yeah. you're end, being cute. I am not. <laughs> I was going to pick the bunny hood from Majora's Mask. Just because then you're like, running as fast as you can, and, um... I like the addition of Link's little, like, backflips and side flips in Majora's Mask. That was cool. I guess. Fair enough. Um, that had nothing to do with the bunny hood at all, but, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> off the top of my head, I'd probably pick the bunny hood. It was good. Um, next question is from an anonymous frog. Hi, Dinner Rich. I am an anonymous frog. You pay no attention to me. My question is for Dinner. Din, are you related to Lindsay Sterling in any way? You sound just like her, and I imagine you probably look like her. Is this true? Signed, Anonymous Frog. Um, I'm flattered that you think I sound like Lindsay Sterling. Um, I wish you went and looked up an interview with her, and I can see how our voices are kind of similar. Uh, however, no, I'm not related to her. The fact that I'm Canadian and she's American, probably... Could have been but your first clue to figuring that out. Not necessarily. I guess. Um, People have cousins. In I other think countries. she's awesome, though. Um, do I look like her? I don't really. Rish is probably a better judge of that. I don't think so. I'm blonde. 
So, do you think I look like her? You're smiling at me. You're not answering. <laughs> Is that a yes or a no? The question wasn't for me. Oh. Okay, no, I don't think I look like her. But, and I'm not related to her. Last question from Nessie. Hey, Dan. Hey, Rish. This is Nessie, and I am really glad that you guys don't think I'm crazy after my last mailbag submission. So, I have another question for you, and don't worry, this one's normal. I was wondering if either of you two had read the manga based on the Legend of Zelda series by Akira Himekawa. And I think it's actually really decent, especially for something adapted from a video game. My favorite's the Minish Cap one, but I was just wondering if either of you had read it, and come to think of it, are either of you two really into manga or anime at all? Let me know. Thank you. Nessie, you're really growing on me. I think you should hang out more often. Um, yes, to all of the above. Uh, I have, we have them all. I have read them all multiple times. I think Rish has read yep. all of them. Um, and we are definitely into anime and and manga or manga, however you want to say it. Um, we recently got back from an anime convention, actually. So. So yes, simply put, yes. Yes, we are. Um, Very much. If you guys want to follow our Twitter feed, Din is, I'm trying to put up kind of the stuff that I'm reading and we're watching so you guys can check out the stuff that we like that's outside of Zelda as well. So check out the Twitter feed for that. We still have time for some uh, text questions, totally. right? All right. Let's do this one from Dylan. Dylan asks, I was curious, are either of you bronies? <laughs> Simply put, not me. I'm not a brony. No. I'm not really into My Little Pony at all. Um, though I have a couple friends who are. Um, <laughs> Axel. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say Axel's a brony, but he definitely watches it. Um, and Rish would never admit this, but he kind of has a brony phobia. I do not have yes, a brony phobia. Okay. I do not. I do not. I did watch... <laughs> I watched the first episode of My Little Pony in order to attempt to understand. Speaking of the anime convention we went to, they were selling brony sweaters, and he literally ran away from them. I did not run yes, away from did. them. I said I would prefer not to have a brony sweater. <laughs> do not okay. lie. Lies. Next question is from Makar... Oh my. Just Makar. Makar somebody? I can't read your last name, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. The real Makar. <laughs> His See? forum name is The Real Makar. That's hilarious. Okay. Uh, Din, Rish, are you living together and what is your relationship? No pressure. We've answered this a bunch of times, guys. We are dating. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Do I go up or down? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this next one is from Matthew. And he uh, he says, Hi, evil one. Hi, Rish. Hey, man. Apparently evil. Hey, man. an evil one now. What's up with that? Uh, I make your podcast oh, for you. The uh, forum name is Waffles Twilight Princess. That's oh, awesome. Oh, just Waffles. Waffles. Hi, I'm Waffles. Twilight Princess was my favorite game. What's your favorite part in Twilight Princess? Spoiler alert, my favorite part was the end... I like the fact that they included almost, it, I wouldn't call it an escort quest, but the fact that you had to uh, essentially escort the milk wagon. 
I like that. Oh yeah, from uh, the yeah yeah from Castletown to um, Kakariko. Yeah. 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 Um, I like the end. Uh, Twilight Princess is probably my yeah. Oh, I also like fighting the shadow beasts as a wolf. That was fun. Okay, the next one is from Meepster. Meepster. Anyways, uh, the question is, if you could name a Zelda game, what would you call it? Din's Fire. The Legend of Zelda Din's Fire? Yep. (laughs) The Legend of Zelda, this game is better than you. (laughs) You know, you'd name it something about shadows. Nah. Yeah, the the Legend of Zelda... The Shadows Within. Okay, you just stole a bunch of titles <laughs> and put them together. I did? I didn't intend to if the I did. The Spirits Within, Final oh. Fantasy, the movie, I The Spirits it. Within, I which is, by the way, a great of... CG movie I if honestly, you're looking for one. I honestly did not think of that. <laughs> Anyways, this one is from Zelda is Better, and uh, the question is for me and you. What did you do together on the last Valentine's Day? Okay, that's a personal question. Well, I think we went out for dinner, didn't we? We went for dinner. We went, we went to a sh- fancy dinner. We I went think, shopping. We went to a fancy dinner. We did. Um, I told you guys that we'd answer personal questions, but that's as far as I'm going with that one, guys. What Rish romantically buys me for Valentine's Day, jewelry and such, that I'm not sharing with you. <laughs> Sorry to that. <laughs> the next one is... From Neuron. Neuron? Am I saying that right? Yep. Oh, from the from the forum. Hey, what's up? If I eat myself, will I get bigger or smaller? What does that have to do with us or Zelda? It's got nothing to do with <laughs> us or Zelda. God. It is a mind twister. You, Just think about it. You guys are getting crazy. The more you eat, the bigger you get. But if you're eating yourself, then you're losing parts and you're getting smaller. So you're trying to ask the science teacher a science question? Is that... I would say you'd stay the same. Ha. I think Actually, you would no, die horribly. You would get smaller, because you wouldn't be able to consume all of yourself, because, like, your blood and stuff would leak out onto the floor. Anyways. I was going to say, you all asked. ages podcast. <laughs> you asked. Okay, uh, last one. From Tetras. Tetras. Oh, hey! Dear Din Rish, what do you think about the concept of different masks in Majora's Mask? And would you like to see this concept more in future Zelda games? So, I'm thinking... You mean, like, more transformation masks, or more... Or other... just masks in general, maybe. I like it. Because masks did affect what you did. Totally. Right? Um, I liked it. I think it was good. It was fun, but it was kind of the... the I won't call it... I want to call it a gimmick, even though it wasn't... A negative thing. It was kind of the gimmick of the game, so I wouldn't... Just like how the Twilight Realm was the gimmick of Twilight Princess? Right. Like, I mean, I wouldn't... There'd be some masks they could bring back that would be beneficial, like the bunny hood, where you can, you know, move faster, or like, um... Kind of like how they, they brought back the, um... The Mask of Truth. The Mask of Truth from OOT mm-hmm. brought it into yeah. Majora's. But, like, I don't know, lots of the masks in Majora's Mask didn't really do anything other than in, in, like, a specific situation. Whereas, like, the bunny hood gave you, like, an overall, um, new ability. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all we have time for for this, uh, mailbag din. 
But uh, keep those questions coming in, both voice and text. Remember, voice questions uh, get priority, but we want text questions too, so send them in. And let's continue on. Unless Din has something to say. No, I'm good. Let's go to our next segment. Alright, so now we have Colonel Majora, and he's coming to us with the third part of his three-part series. So this is Reeves Value Part 3 on Enemies and Bosses. Let's get to it. Hello once again, Z-talkers, Z-yellers, Z-ramblers, and Z-listeners. Colonel Majora is here and there and everywhere in your ears and I have here with me the final chapter, no, the final epic of Reuse Value. I started with what the mighty overworlds of old had that was awesome, and last time I delved into, uh, <laughs> delved, nobody says that. We looked at dungeons and puzzles last time, but this time we're looking at the ever-opposing force against Link, the enemies and bosses. Let's do it. First thing I asked myself, what's the first enemy that comes to mind that isn't from Zelda 2, but still gives me fair, consistent trouble? My answer, the only enemy I remember, that I stood near for 15 minutes and still had to Google how to kill it. The Centrobes from Skyward Sword's Lanayru Mining Facility. These things... Tough as nails, since there was no real indication that a shield bash uh, at its missiles to knock them back was the way to kill it. Uh, we need more of that, I think. I mean, enemies that just require really tricky little maneuvers to beat back. I mean, the Dark Nuts and uh, from Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are still my favorite Zelda monsters, but think of how cool it'd be if they have, if you have to take their armor off with like a grappling hook or something or their shields have to be smashed apart, or some other tricky thing, like you have to pull them away from some shield that they keep running behind, or some something like that, something extra. But speaking of the Dark Nuts, if there are more, not more tricky enemies, we could at least have ones with better battle tactics and defenses and multiple phases. Twilight Princess pretty much had this down with things like the Dark Nuts, the Lazalfos, the Dynalfos, the Eralfos, among other things. Uh, as I said last episode, the Cave of Ordeals is my favorite challenge in any Zelda game. But it's if not for these hardened and like advanced enemies, it would just be another test. Skyward Sword also had this a bit better than other t than other games. What with the tactics that most enemies had to block your attacks. But again, things like big armored dark nuts seem more fun to beat back than just a boko blin with irritatingly good reaction time. Anyway, I've noticed that in a lot of games, there are always a bunch of enemies that have different colored counterparts that are just stronger, and well, that's it. I feel like there could be more of this, but I think that the if there are enemy counterparts, that are stronger, they shouldn't be just, they shouldn't just have more power. They should have special moves uh, or attacks that make them more dynamic. Skyward Sword's Horde battle had Bokoblins that could dash attack you through force fields. 
and ones that could blow a horn to calm in more reinforcements. That kind of thing forces you to judge who to attack first, and adds an element of strategy that should not just be limited to boss fights. Speaking of which, let's move on to bosses. How about a boss fight with not only more than one phase, but with multiple rooms or areas that you fight them in? Wind Waker did this with the Helmarok King with the Forsaken Fortress's tower and roof, and Twilight Princess kinda did it with the change in Stalord's room, but Zelda doesn't really do this much. There's usually just two phases to a boss and that's it, but I think a change in scenery could make things more interesting. For, and for story's sake, I think bosses should be related to the actual plot, you know what I mean? Or at least, you know, related to something. Wind Waker had Cal Damas, if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, eat Makar, and Phyrus in Twilight Princess was the Goron Patriarch. Just little things to help explain these th these monsters is great, and it, but it's really less impacting when a boss is just a random, unimportant monster that comes out of nowhere, like about 98% of the bosses in the older 2 2D games. Similarly, we need final bosses that are also built up, and not just random. Not many Zelda final bosses have this problem. I think that Zelda does this rather well. Only like Four Swords Adventures and Link's Awakening have this problem. Uh, all the rest seem to cover things rather well. But probably the most important thing, something applying not only to Zelda, but a whole number of Nintendo's popular series. Less obvious weaknesses and pressure points. I mean, look at Spirit Tracks. Half the bosses in that game have a huge, gaping, weak point. That's not any fun at all. Take advice from bosses like Twin Rova in battles from both Ocarina of Time and the Oracle games. Better yet, how's about a boss without an actual weak point? One that you just simply have to beat the crap out of. It's plain and simple. Like, basically every Darkling battle ever, or Moldorm from some of the classic games, or other bosses from classic games. Even Majora's Mask's bosses do this kind of thing to an extent. I mean, half the time, I don't even use the specified mask, and, uh, and I still beat the bosses. And only one of them has a specific weakness to a mask. I.e. Got. Or Goat, or whatever. But that's all for now. That's it. That's all. That was reuse value. Thanks so much for listening to this three-part mini-series. And if you haven't heard the previous two episodes, I highly recommend it to complete the whole package. As usual, I want to hear back from you guys in the comments, the forum thread, or in an email at kernelmajora at gmail.com. Tell me what Legend of Zelda boss is your absolute favorite and what makes it so, and let me know what you thought of overall about the whole three-part mini-series thing. Next time, I'll be back for more Legendary Reflections, but until then, good day, good night, and good game, everybody. Thanks so much, Colonel, for your three-part segment. But before anything else, I want to say I use the word delve. What do you mean? Well, he said in the beginning, no one uses that word. I use that word. I don't really use that word much. You, you delve into it. I like how this, that is what you picked out of that whole segment. <laughs>
Also, Bongo Bongo is awesome and owns everyone. Right, Din? Never heard that before. Right, Din? Yes. Yes? He's the only boss in the whole game that can still hit me. Smack. Baronade. Once every, like, nine or ten times. He's playing the drums, Din. He's coming, Din. That's the worst Bongo Bongo impression I've ever heard. <laughs> Smack! No, <I'm> <laughs> question of the month, I have somehow found myself on the moon. I'm not quite sure how I got here. Um, there must have been some kind of portal through which I landed on top of the tower and went up to the moon, but here I am, and lo and behold, there's people here that I never thought I'd ever see. But I have Tattletales, Hero Shade 10, Anime Bassoon, Athenian, and Colonel Majora. How are you guys? Good. I'm amazing. Good. Okay. Go to Majora okay. likes it on the moon. <laughs> Are we going to play tag later? Oh, that'd be fun! I want to blow up this place. <laughs> oh, hush. Maybe turn it into a rainbow. Yeah. Rainbows! Okay. Rainbow moon. Well, already <laughs> before you all lose your minds, um, I'm going to ask you a community question of the month. So the question this month is... Um, we have recently found out the new release date for Wind Waker HD, and um, I'm wanting to know if you feel that you're going to buy it, yes or no, and if not, and, well, I guess I should say, and why, for both answers. Go ahead. I'm definitely buying it. I plan to, like, buy it on the release date if I can. I want it. I want it. I want it. I definitely want to get the bundle when I... When I obviously have the money because I'm a poor student, but it like it, it comes with less stuff than the current deluxe bundle, but it's cheaper. And of course, I'm a Zelda fan, so better deal for me. Well, it also comes with a digital download of Hyrule Story, doesn't it? Why? I also actually uh, the problem that I heard about it was that it, it I think it said it comes with the the download the eShop download for Wind Waker, and I heard that that takes up a lot of room yeah. on 32 gigs. So that might be a kink. What? Okay, so does that mean you're not gonna buy it, or you are gonna buy it? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still up in the air. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I should definitely get this one so I can make sure I can always play Wind Waker uh, in the future. 
you know, me personally, I'm obviously going to buy it. I've, Wind Waker was the first game I've played. I think I've mentioned that before. But um, I, I'm definitely going to buy it. Um, I already have a Wii U. Um, and if I didn't, I would obviously get the bundle. But yeah, for me, I would watch it just mostly because of the nostalgia, if you will. All right. I'll get it when I have money. Which means no bundle for me. <laughs> this seems like a common issue with Zelda fans. We know we don't have to have money. I have birthday money. I like saved my birthday money for this. I'm like saving it in like a bank account. I'm making sure I don't spend anything to save. You this and money. me alike. <laughs> Three hundred dollars is a lot of money. <laughs> my bank money's going to a car that I need. Ooh. Blasphemy. <laughs> You're gonna pick a car over Zelda. That was anime talking. Anyway, <laughs> that's all we have time for. Uh, thanks so much, guys. I'll let you get back to uh, playing tag and being lost. Um, I'm going to try to find my way out of here, though I'm not sure how that's going to work. But um, I'll see you next time. Okay, see ya. Bye. Howard. <laughs> So next up on the podcast, we have uh, Cloud33, and he's here to give us his opinions and some sum-up information on the new Zelda game that's coming out, A Link Between Worlds. Uh, it should be noted that the information that he gathered did come from Game Informer, which is a really awesome site. So, thank you to them. Hey Z-Talk, Cloud33 here, and I am giving you my little summary on the summary of The Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds from Game Informer. So, to start off, the platform is the 3DS, uh, single player like usual, Nintendo, Nintendo, and it's coming out in November. And so, it's, it's going to be a sequel to A Link to the Past, and uh, it was played at E3. And it impressed a lot of people. From what I can see, it changes from 2D to 3D between different games. Or different scenarios, it looks like. From other games. And uh, it's got this thing called the energy meter. And uh, this is the 2D part. Link can press against walls and become flat. And So that's where, in one of the pictures, it looks flat. And he can sneak around the walls and access areas that would other be otherwise be unable unavailable there. And the dungeon in the demo has a bunch of clever little segments involving moving platforms that I myself have not experienced, but now I feel kinda obsolete. Uh and at the end of the demo you encounter Moldorm from a link to the pet Moldorm? Dorm, yeah. From a link to the past and the f fight plays out just like it did in the original game. Uh, obviously striking the tail. Not obvious, sorry, to people who have not played. And it explodes, heart piece, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, I was, I'm was i excited about this. I don't know about anyone else, but Skyward Sword was great. But I just got a 3DS the other day. So this is going to be something kind of... I don't know, something for me to test it out on in a couple, month, year, hour, day, whatever. Yeah, so, 
thank you for listening. I appreciate it, and let me know what you guys think. Just message me on Zelda Dungeon. See you guys later. Thank you, Cloud33, for your segment and the information. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how the game actually turns out when it comes out. Looking forward to it. Welcome to the Keaton Quiz. This is Zetox Game Show, where two contestants are asked ten questions from three different categories. The Legend of Zelda, where they must show their knowledge of the games in the series. Z-Tunes, where they must name the title of a song and what game the song is from. And Zelda Dungeon, where they show their knowledge of our website. Legend of Zelda and Zelda Dungeon questions are worth one point each. Z-Tunes questions are worth two points, one for the correct title and one for the correct game. Contestants have 10 seconds to buzz in, and 10 seconds after buzzing to answer a question correctly. If a contestant buzzes before the question has been read in its entirety, the remainder of the question will not be read. If a contestant buzzes in and hesitates for more than the 10 seconds, or gives a wrong answer, his or her opponent may steal a chance at the question. At this time, the question may be re-read. All questions and answers are created from Zelda Dungeon's web pages. The winner of the game becomes the champion and moves on to the next round to challenge a new opponent. After winning five rounds, the champion will face off with our very own Axel the Beast. If Axel wins, the champion is eliminated, and the next two contestants will begin a new round of quizzes. However, if the champion is victorious, they will continue their reign. Anyone can be a contestant on the Keaton Quiz by signing up on the forums, but all applicants should note that cheating of any kind is grounds for disqualification. Good luck to all of our contestants. Alright, and welcome to the Keaton Quiz. We have our previous champion that's still around, Crazy for Crash. How are you doing today, Crazy? Good, thanks. Alright, and can we hear your buzzer sound, please? Yeah! Oh, I love it. I, I love it. And his competitor this time, it's Miss Noli. Hello, Miss Noli. How are you? Um, fine. I'm fine. Alright, and can we hear your buzzing sound, please? We have a buzzer malfunction. Yes. Try it one more time. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one even better. Good one. We'll go with that one. I guess just good luck. Whoever wins. Good luck yourself. All right. Not very bantery this time, but that's okay. Good get- dose of respect. Is was I bantery all the times? No, I was going to say, I'm getting the impression that Crazy's not very bantery at all. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. Respect is good, too. If you're both ready, I will start the questions. Let's go. Question number one. The category, The Legend of Zelda. In the original Legend of Zelda, which boss hates the sound of your whistle? Yeah! Crazy. That is correct for one point. Question number two. Category Z-Tunes. Name the title of this song. Crazy. Is that 
That's good for two. Oh, I didn't to... recognize that one. <laughs> That's all right. That's I'm okay. sure you'll get the next one. Question number three. Category, Zelda Dungeon. What color are the forum names of the wiki scribes on the forum? Yeah! Crazy. Crazy's on fire today. Crazy's going crazy. <laughs> for Crash? Or for King. Haha, uh -huh. we learned this last time. Uh, He's K4K too. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. Cool. Question number four. Yep. Category, The Legend of Zelda. In Skyward Sword, what clues link to the location of Shika stones? Or Shikia stones? <laughs> Noli. Uh, uh, um, but butterflies. I'll take that. The full answer is three or more of the blessed butterflies. Well, I'll take butterflies. But we'll take butterflies in general. <laughs> Noli's on the board. Current score is four for Crazy for Crash and one for Miss Noli, but Miss Noli's not out of it yet. Okay. Question number five. Category, The Legend of Zelda. How many different entries are there in the bomber's notebook in Majora's Mask? Ah! Crazy. There are 20? There are! That is correct. Okay. Question number six. Category, Z-Tunes. Name the title of this song. Ah! Crazy. <laughs> is that the Temple of Time from Ocarina of Time? <laughs> wow! That is correct, although I did hear Noli... Right yeah, after, like, she <laughs> <laughs> okay. You gotta be quick. That's the hardest part about the quiz, and many of our previous players have said that. You gotta be fast on your feet every moment. Okay. Question number seven. Category Zelda Dungeon. Currently, how many forum moderators are there? Ah! Crazy. I got Keaton quiz. <laughs> okay. Question number eight. Category, The Legend of Zelda. In the Wind Waker, who is the owner of the Nintendo Gallery? Okay. 
that place so many times, I thought I'd remember it. <laughs> I hadn't played that game in a while. That quest is so <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> Question. Oh, our scoreboard is. Crazy for Crash is at, what's that say? Eight? And Miss Nolly's at one. That's right. There's still two more questions left. <laughs> so, question number nine. Category Z-Tunes. Name the title of this song.
Alright, that's all we have time for this time on Z Talk, the Zelda Dungeon Podcast. I hope you guys had fun, and uh, remember, segments! Din is running low on segments, and it's making her sweat. Come on, guys. Also, uh, mailbag questions, either audio or text. And also, don't forget to look us up on Twitter and Facebook. Sign up for that Keaton quiz on the forum. Make sure you let us know what you thought of this podcast, either on the comments section on the Zelda Dungeon page, or in the discussion thread in the the forum. There we go. I stumbled on that one. Sorry. So that's all we have time for. This was Din. And this was Rish. And this was Z-Talk, the Zelda Dungeon podcast. Thanks for listening. You're a tattle.